What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in once again to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. This is Chris Kane. I have my girl Maria on the show today. Say what's up, Maria. Hello. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a fun pod. This is um, we reconnected recently after how long has it been since we really talked for real? Since uh, UCF. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. that this that ages kind of... us way too much. Let's not even put in the yeah, years. Yeah, she is twenty. <laughs> she is twenty-one years old. People don't yes, let <laughs> don't let the years fool you. <laughs> yep, that that math adds up perfectly. So. <laughs> So usually when people come on during a quarantine series, the first thing we get into is the whole COVID, corona thing. So what's your, what have you learned since you've been locked down about yourself, about society? Uh, just go. Uh, well, I before COVID happened, mm-hmm. uh, I much before, much, yeah, long before COVID occurred, I had decided that I wanted to limit the things, the external things that were, that I was looking at paying attention to and be really, really selective um, of what I was ingesting through media specifically. So I like, I I made the choice. I got uh, my house and I made the choice that I did not want to buy a TV. I didn't want to have a TV. Uh, And that has affected me in the sense that I've really limited the amount of shit <laughs> that sure, I've um, it's a podcast. We're good. <laughs> listened to and, is, and paid attention to in regards to the whole COVID situation, like the news and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that what is put out on the news is, is valuable in the sense that it keeps you up to date on what's going on and everything. But sure for the most part the the snippets of the actual valuable parts are like this and then the rest is just like oh the world's gonna end like like run buy toilet paper and stock up on like i want to get back to that story it puts people into a panic an unnecessary panic you know sure that's how the news runs yeah that yeah that that's how they operate so what i have learned is how amazing it is to be able to limit that exposure to to what you want to pay attention to and what you don't right because ultimately we all i i think we all have like visions for ourselves and things that we want to accomplish and the more focused that we can be for those things or on those things the the better chance we have of uh, achieving them i think you're i think you're touching on something that's a big deal is what you ingest is kind of how your world is shaped so we all know people you're not on you're not watching tv but i'm sure you're still connected to the people in some degree i don't really watch tv i watched i guess like hulu or netflix which is like not tv but like tv adjacent yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it's, it's, it's kind of tv but mm, there's no news on it but <laughs> but i know like i'm not a big social media person but i know when i go my friends and family fall in two categories people who everything it's COVID and everything is like hysteria. And some people who are like, man, just just wash your hands and you straight. And so it's like yeah. that dichotomy is pretty wild to see how people are kind of seeing it. And I don't participate. If someone says something I think is outlandish, I don't get into it because there's no winning that battle. We're not going to have a COVID talk on Facebook and it ends productively. 
It's going to be that's impossible. <laughs> it's going to be us unfriending each other. And if I see you at the family reunion, we're not cool. <laughs> we're not cool at the, at the at the potato salad. Like I saw what you posted. Like yeah, all right, we're not doing this. So <laughs> yeah, totally. It's an awkward, it's an awkward situation. So we just mm. get out. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're onto something. Yeah. So that's that's uh that's really been my experience and it it also has like you say where you have those two extremes of how people are not only it's not only what you look at what you read what you think about but how you interpret that mm -hmm. right because okay. there's like the external input and then what you do with it in your mind ultimately that's what defines how you feel and right. how how well things go for you or not because you really don't have control of what's going out in the world right now but you do have control over uh how you decide to to feel about it and how right. to react you know and i've had my freak out moments where i was like oh, like oh my god like what's happening like uh, and that's and usually those were the times where i had watched something on the news or, or like i had paid attention for a brief moment yeah. um tell us about yeah. your last freak out moment because people you can't just gloss over that like i freaked out once <laughs> but that was like three years ago no we're not gonna just gloss over that <laughs> and just move forward let's 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 own it tell us like give us more details about this freak out like how did you freak out was it just like oh no or did you like start buying nine rolls of paper towels like give us your freak out <laughs> so i i didn't quite get to the car phase of, of rushing to the store um but i i did have a moment a few moments where i just started to think of more on a macro level how it could impact the economy and how it would trickle mm. down from there um on a micro level from like people's families and jobs and like I, I just want people to be well you know like I, I I really really want people to be able to to achieve what they want and and when you are concerned about those those like basic survival needs right. those always are going to take priority and I yeah I, I just want people to be okay I obviously want myself to be okay my family to be okay but it was in those moments where I really had to to start thinking about like, okay, like what are you saying to yourself right now that's making you feel like the world is ending? Because it's not like the sun is still out. It right. you know tomorrow will happen. So like, calm yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just usa. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta get, you, know, you gotta push that negative energy out. I think you're, I think, I think that's the, that's the thing that people are wrestling with a lot. It's the self-preservation part of it, but also the like humanitarian part of it. Like anytime we have a crisis in this country, I can't speak for the world. I just, just know this country. It does two things. It makes people either way more selfish or way more giving to people around them. Hmm. That's why charities spike during crises, right? It's like, it's a crisis, not crises. Um, so it's like, oh, we need some hurricane relief money. And they'll raise $20 million in a week. But like, yeah. but regularly, if you say, hey, can you support $10 for my business? Nah, man, we straight. But if someone's in trouble, people were like, I'll forego some of what I have to make the better good, good. And then other people go the opposite. They find a crisis as an opportunity to make a lot of money, which a lot of people are making a lot of money right now on the backs yeah. of a lot of people who are suffering. And they say, 
man, what a better, what a time to get into the stock market, man. The Dow dropped 12,000 points. Time to put my 100,000 into something and watch it grow. Like, so it's the opportunistic me building up part. And then it's the we staying connected part. I think it's always interesting to watch it, how it kind of plays itself out. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. And also, I mean, I also think that we have to be careful a little bit there because sometimes in wanting to give so much, uh, you can only give if you have, you know, so it's like, how do you balance that? For instance, for me, like, it, I don't know if, if, if you have uh, the money, for example, and you do see an opportunity in the stock market, like the example that you put, Right. Uh, and you do make a lot more money, you are now in a much better financial position to maybe create some jobs for people who are struggling, right? Sure. Um, I think it's all just like, um, I think that the, the, everything tends to accentuate what you already have going on. So, and, and the more like uh, intense the experience, the more intensely it brings it out of you, I feel. So if you're, um, I like, I think if somebody is kind and giving and, and wanting to help others in a really intense situation, it will intensify that within them, you know, or like they'll start helping more people because yeah. they feel called to do so. Okay. Yeah. I, that's, I mean, that's how I'm trying to see things because the, you have to find the, if you don't find the positive, if you can't change the situation, you may as well find something good to take from it or to, to create <laughs> from it. <I> don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. I was like, he's like, should I say this? It's like, it's a pod. You can, there's no right or wrong answer. I also, I think you're right in this situation. So I'm going to agree with you, but we both could be wrong. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. It's, I think, it's all opinion at the end of the day. Right. I think generally, if you're trying to find the good in a situation, you're doing the right thing. I'm reading this book now, um, How to Make Friends and Influence People. It's an interesting little book. It's a business book, basically about how simplistic it is to get people on your side. And really, it's just a shift in mindset from what you want to what they want. Is Basically, that's the, if you had to do a quick overview of the book, and there's a chapter on just smiling and the effect of what that has on people. And it goes into more stuff too, but buy the book. It's not expensive. And it's, I think a must read for business people or anyone who deals with people in business. Anywho. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like a good book. There, there's lots of gems to be uh, learned from, from uh, all sources, but I love books specifically because you can really interpret for yourself and you can take the time to digest it a little bit more than when you're uh like i guess you could rewind a podcast or a movie or whatnot but when you're you can't because you don't you don't do that anymore right you're you're off the grid you can't rewind tv and podcasts you don't (laughs) you don't do that anymore you're you just i still have a computer and a phone though i'm not totally Uh, okay okay well you made it seem like you basically live out on a lake in the middle of a boat just like hey there's nothing getting in or out people this is no no but i but just just uh like limiting one thing that just uh creates external stuff coming at you can make such a big difference just one thing like whether it be social media for a day or tv for 
who knows how long I'll do this, but, um, <laughs> but it's helped because it, it, I think it really helps to focus is so powerful, you know? Yeah. And it's like, whatever I'm learning more and more as I live and I'm trying to become more self-aware is like where, whatever you focus on, you create more of. Right. So what do you want really? And what do you want to create? And then like okay well whatever you do here is going to affect every other area of your life and yeah, i think you're right i was talking to my best friend earlier and we talked about this and a bunch of other completely not related stuff which is how things go when you talk to friends it's like hey man you see that tv show i know you're not a part of that and then we just <laughs> <laughs> and we jump into a different conversation we talked about we had we had an experience i'm trying to be vague because there are people involved that i don't want to like involve names with it was, a, it was an experience about i had a I had all these positive thoughts from the outset and then i had a negative thought and he said something that reaffirmed the negative thought and i disregarded all the positive thoughts and just went mm. with that and i told him he was like oh yeah i'm sorry and I was like, yeah, it's your fault. But I was kind of like just being a bad friend. <laughs> so it's not, it's not your, it's not your fault. Like it's actually my fault for not, for letting that bad thought be corrosive and like have it completely undo all the good. Cause if I did like a pro and con list, I think the pro would have won out. It's just, I was in my feelings or whatever. And I thought something bad. And he was like, yeah, you're probably right about that bad. I'm like, see, we're here on the negative. And then, and then looking back, I'm like, I have regrets of which I try to avoid having as much as possible about the situation but it was a learning experience so i guess that regret was good in the end but in the moment it was definitely a i should have been more positive about the situation because even if it doesn't turn out well at least my mindset was good going into it and that goes into what you're saying is like when you focus on possibilities you get more possibilities you focus on problems you get more problems and the mental focus your intentionality all that stuff plays into what it is so that's a cute little best friend story without saying anything at all. Cause I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like um, do you want to go it's to so vague. No, like... this is not a, this is not a team moment. You're like, say more. <laughs> no, there will, there will be no more for you. I have my, I have my mom. <laughs> so you, so you got, you got your, you have your teeth for like, we haven't heard anything from you. <laughs> like I, yeah. I know better than that. People listen to this and I, I get text messages. <laughs> How dare you? It was I'm entertainment. Get off it. It's fine. <laughs> they don't believe it. Yeah, no, let's leave the details out. But but it I did. It's, it's, <laughs> I did a good job. <laughs> no details. You know, it, it um it certainly is important, like you say, to to uh, and honestly, I think we're always gonna have those moments where as positive as we wanna be. I know this happens to me all the time. Like I I try to start every morning with my intention of like how I want to be and how I want to be thinking and what I want to focus on. And sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. True. And then it's like also knowing how I'm trying to learn because I'm kind of hard on myself, but like being in that moment where you have gone into the negative and being able to separate yourself from it and kind of like look at a, look at yourself from that like step out of your body for a moment and be like it's okay you're human it's it's fine but what do you want to do from here you know like 
Sorry. <laughs> they, they say, we want to go for a walk. We're, we're, mani <laughs> we're manifesting it. We're going to put it out in the universe. A walk is coming on the back end. Yeah, I, don't like, know, I don't know who's going to walk us, but it's coming. <laughs> so, yeah. I think you're, you're touching on a lot of good stuff. And like my mentors talk about a lot of the things you're talking about because everything starts with the mind, right? Mm, Physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, whatever. And there was a saying that says, I'm never, I'm never on the ground. I'm either standing up or I'm getting back up. So it's like, even when you make a mistake, you failed in that moment, right? Objectively. But if you just use that as a stepping stone to keep moving up, then you shouldn't, you should never focus on your failures. And really on some level, you shouldn't focus on your, your successes too much either. It can go to your head, but the failures for sure shouldn't get your focus because then you start repeating that cycle. There's this thing that some people do in football. And we did this when we had bad games. We just burned the film. Because normally, you, after a game, if you win or lose, you point to the good things and things you need to work off for next week, what have you. But if a game is so bad, and this is like 70 to zip, no first downs, like it's, a, it's an embarrassment. Literally, you're throwing a tape away. Because yeah. watching that, there's no, there's no redeeming quality to it. Like it's so much failure, there's nothing good to pick out of it. And so we just we scrap it. We start from scratch next week. We start a new week. Yeah. And that's sometimes you have to do that. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but you, you made a really good point just then. Uh, and I think a lot of people will find value in, in reiterating it, reiterating, reiterating, reiterating. There it. you go. I said crises oh. earlier. Don't worry. We're both. No, no, we're, <laughs> we're good. No, we're, we're in quarantine. We have a good excuse, right? To, to um, for addiction. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been talking to people. We've been alone. I've been talking um, to all types of people. I can't. I can't say that. I just, I just messed up. I just got. I just got. I just got off the phone with somebody. I just got done talking to somebody. Okay. Well, to go back to that point, which I think people will find valuable, um, is when you when you mentioned that being careful about not overly focusing on the the positive feedback too yeah, because sure. um i've been thinking about that a lot like for me the failure thing and, and we we talked about this in our previous conversation yeah. it, it can really if you you focus on it too much it can keep you from taking action on anything else because you're so focused on not wanting to fail again right um but i i'm wondering now if that's also because throughout our life, especially in our childhood, when we're like wired for pretty much everything, what most parenting styles is, is like, do something, I'll give you positive feedback yeah. and seek positive feedback and feed off of that, yep. you know, like be a good girl, be a good boy. Mm -hmm. And then I'll give you candy or whatever it is that you're <laughs> wanting. And so it, it kind of, it really does, I think, though, wire us to, to need that and want that. So sure. when we get positive feedback or we have a win or whatever, it's like, how can you celebrate that but not let it get to where you're dependent on it to feel valued? Because right. then you'll probably have, like, as, a, as high as that high will take you, the low like the failures on quote-unquote not so positive things that happen to us will take you way further down right, right. No, it's like how do you navigate that i think um 
the best way to do it is if someone can go high and low by failures and successes, that means that they probably weren't grounded to begin with. Like you weren't rooted in anything. So just like, and this is a dumb example, but it works. So if you're a person that, if you don't get complimented on how good you look, you feel ugly, hmm. then that means you weren't rooted in any kind of self-confidence to begin with. Now there are certain days where you look extra fly. You know, you got the hair blown <laughs> out. You got the, you got the, I don't know what it's called when you have the, the eyelash that just keeps going for like an inch off to the side, like a little bat know. wing or something, whatever. <laughs> it's a thing. It's like girls oh, know what I'm talking about. Things. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. You got, got the it. hair blown out, the little cat thing and you smelling all good flower bomb, whatever. There's certain <laughs> days that it's like, all right, you're bringing it. So if on those days you put extra effort and it didn't get more compliments, it's like, hey, come on, I tried extra hard today. But if you go from, I was having a good day, no one complimented me, life sucks, then that means that your self-view, I'm guessing it's probably off a little bit. And obviously the opposite is also true. Someone says, hey, I hate your hair blown out. You're like, you do? And you go home and start cutting hair off like it's a horrible Lifetime movie. Then I'm like, there's probably something missing in the middle. So with yeah. the failures and success thing, if you define yourself by how well you do at any particular vocation or sport or what have you, then yourself is off. Because that thing is separate from what you are. That may be what you're best at, but if you're not rooted in something aside from that, then when that's taken away, what are you? Yeah. And like you said in our pre-show meeting, because we're professionals, <laughs> you were talking about people not knowing themselves and that discovery process. I'm going to let you take it away since you have some profound things to talk about on that. <laughs> um, yeah, that, which is something that I think I've noticed uh, more and people have been more aware of during this COVID thing where we are kind of so not busy that we have more time to figure out whether we like ourselves or not that much because we're getting to know ourselves hopefully a little bit better than before hopefully <laughs> hopefully um and that that can be like really great if you really dig yourself you know but then when you get to know things that you just really don't like and you might not really know how to change those either you may get to a place where it's like, okay, this isn't so, this isn't so great. And I think that's when we seek food or TV or, <laughs> so, you know, something to distract us from what's really going on up here. Um, so it's a really good opportunity, I guess, to, to get to know yourself. And if you don't like something about yourself to change it, you know, to work on changing it. I think you're, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. I think it's, it's the prerequisite to that point though, is the, the want to know. I think there are, there are people who honestly don't want to know how they, their inner workings. They're cool going with the flow. They're cool with people's perceptions. They're cool. Social media, TV, media, plugging into them and letting that be what their life are, their life is. And so yeah. they don't, but they don't, have a desire to know more about themselves. And this may be a lack of maturity. It may be some traumas that they don't want to get past, which is a case for a lot. I think everyone has traumas. So I can say it's pretty much universal. We have some kind of trauma thing. But when you fully examine yourself and you realize there's something that's deficient, you don't have the luxury to not address it. Because now you know it's there. 
But if you don't know it's there, then you can just be like, oh, you know, I grew up this way. And just kind of go about life and, ah, you know, that's how my parents were. You can just dismiss it. You can push it to the side. But when you look into the mirror and realize, and you're honest with yourself, being honest with yourself is so difficult to look yourself in the face and be like, what are you doing right now? What are we doing? Is this, are we pushing for real? Are we holding back? Are we going with the flow? Are we underachieving? And once you realize that there's something off, it's up to you. There's no going back at that point, though. You can't, you can't go back mm. and feel good about yourself. Exactly. Like, you can go back. Like, you can just be like, I didn't see it. <laughs> just do and pull a bird box like Sandra Bullock. But you, you won't there. be able to feel good unless no. you catch up to yourself. Like, you know, act, actually do something about that thing that you just realized. You need to do something about this. Like, you, that's so, so important man and it it can be challenging too because i know even for myself like um i'll give you the example of of just my physique goals for example okay where i know that i've repeated certain patterns in the past mm -hmm. and the more i've repeated them i have to say i've become more self-aware of what triggered certain things and why i had certain results and everything but once I realized what I was doing, I was like, I can never feel good doing this again. Like it, 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 I either have to change the way I feel about it or change it, but I can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result and expecting to feel better. Right. And it doesn't happen. No, it's a, it's a situation where I said this to many friends that I've like, quote unquote counsel because I don't want to be sued. <laughs> Just so, let that be heard that I'm <laughs> counseled. Uh, <laughs> we talked about it. And I always I always I always tell them is this thing. And usually it's guys, but actually I get a fair amount of women talking to me too, because they like hearing a guy's perspective. And I always from a guy's perspective tell guys, if you like someone, a woman, whatever, let them know how you feel. So then the decision's on them. But if you don't ever tell them how you feel, you can't be mad about not getting the response you want or the feedback you want. So, but if you do that, then you can't, so like you have to be responsible for what you don't say. And if you do the right thing, then if it goes a certain way, it goes a certain way. In this case, if you do some self-evaluation and you realize I'm deficient here, I could be better here. You have two options. You can either do better or get okay with being not where you know you should be which is a whole paradigm shift from where most people are. It's like, you know what? I know I'm underachieving at work, but I realize I'm actually okay being a middle, being a middle manager. I don't mind making 45,000 a year and you just ride that out. But if you're like, man, I want to be the boss. And then you realize that you're not working late. You're not putting the time in, you're not being mentored. You don't, then it's like, how do you reconcile both thoughts? So if you're okay with being not where you want to be, and some level of mediocrity and there's trust me there's a big majority of people in this world who are perfectly fine just getting by but if you claim to be ambitious but you're doing mediocre work that's when this that's when it's heavy and yeah. that's you're, you're a person who wants to excel so if you're doing something mediocre then you're like i can't excel doing this so i gotta either lower my goal or i gotta up my but game you can't you can't, you can't nope. like I think I, for myself, I've noticed that I either have to, if I start to feel like that, I, I've 
learned I had to chunk it. Like I, I have to, I'm not lowering the goal, but I might piece it out. Like I'm trying to do that now, in fact, with, with my whole thing that I'm, I'm building. You can talk but, about that uh, later. We can, we can, we can, yeah, we can, we can yeah. give you a plug. Yeah. I'm, we're, we're trying to support you. No, no, but it, it, it does, uh, it does affect me in the way that I, I'm like, okay, I can't stop wanting this. Like that's never going to happen. And I know that I want to perform at this level. Right. So it, it, but it's almost come to the point where I really have noticed that whatever you do, how you do that is how you do everything else. Like, mm. you know, saying how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. Right. And mm. it, it really is like, if you want to improve your relationship, you have to improve. Oh boy! It's like, that, that, that was an ominous pause. I was like, "Is there a story attached?" Listen, we're pawing. We're pawing right now. I'm just. I'm just eliciting information. I'm just putting it out there. It just that pause was dramatic, and I was like, "Is that dramatic effect, or, or is there like a?" The people want to hear it. That's all. I'm doing this with people. That's it. No, I, I, I just know that you had said a lot of your your podcasts are focused on people on helping people with with life but also with love sure. with love life. It's a big part of life so it's just a really easy way to understand that that it's like if you are only attentive to your work mm-hmm. but not any other area of your life and you really need to be attentive to whoever you're in, in a relationship with or potentially in a, want to be in a relationship with unless you become attentive as a whole it won't translate into your relationship or it might but only for like this amount of time that you're actually being conscious of it because it's not you yet you know it won't be it won't be it won't be sustainable because you're playing a role as opposed to changing overall again i get you yeah or adapting or just like adding that as a as a layer to you to you to who you are you know Mm. but i I think people and I think people, it's very easy, notice this in myself too, oh that we- <laughs> You want therapy today, lots, baby. Lots of self-analysis here, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is perfect. Self, listen, self-reflection and honesty and vulnerability is what drives this podcast. If you listen to my previous episodes, me and my guests, we, you got to delve into some, some, some muddy waters because that's where the truth is. People don't want to hear- yeah, I worked on this, but I'm perfect now. My relationship is perfect. I'm in great shape. You see how pretty I am. Like, that doesn't work. People like to hear the muck because they want to feel like they're not in it alone. And so it's okay to, I'm working on myself and there's some things I don't like about myself, but even those parts I love about myself because it's still me, but I need to like, I need to work on it. That's human, that's vulnerable, but it's also relatable. And that's what people really want. Yeah. I'm sorry, I stepped on your toes. No, no, no. <laughs> now you're making me think of, of something even, you know, even more productive, I think, is, is because we always are feeling these things where we might want to improve something about ourselves. I think it's important to also not need to be so, like, do you need to lose everything? Mm. You know, like, do you need to, and I, most of the time, if you look at like the people who get the most um, notoriety or like most awards and, ooh, like, oh, this person achieved so much, 
is because they let them because they've been they they had to like crawl into this deep cave hole massive crater and and because they came out and i'm not i'm not disregarding their success at that it's great but sometimes we aren't in like an awful position we're just in a this is not the greatest position right and i i think I've even noticed this in myself. I'm like, why am I letting myself get worse? Like, do how low do I have to, what am I seeking here? Like, is it that I want to change this or, you know, do, I don't want the recognition. I want this outcome. So why not just stop it here and climb up instead of, you know, having to get to the depths of, of, of your problems. Um, no. I don't think it's necessary is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I don't think it's necessary. I think you're, see, you're saying something that previous podcast listeners will know. I call my rock bottom principle. I actually, in some way, disagree with you on this. Only, and I'll qualify the statement. You can improve at any point that you're at. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can be like, if you're a B student, you can become an A student. If you're B, C, you can become a B, whatever. I think significant improvement happens when you do lose everything, when you do hit bottom, because you stop lying to yourself. You stop being delusional about, I got it. It's like people who are addicted to alcohol. They don't admit they're alcoholics on a Tuesday morning. They do it when their family, their wife is like, I'm leaving because of your drinking habit. I'm taking the kids away. You get fired. You get into a bar fight and get and end up in a hospital. It's like, all right, the drink is out of control. But you've been an alcoholic for a long time. It just had to hit that critical mass. And when your wife is like, hey, put the drink away, or the wife is a drunk, honey, can you not drink around the kids? I do what I want. It's like, it's been bad for a long time. But it has to hit that really, really, really bad point where you, I'm not going to let it get worse than this. And we've both been trainers before, so we know how that game goes, where people come in and, oh, man, I want to I lose five pounds. Fine. The people who come in and say, I hate the way I look in the mirror. Like I cry every day. I hate this, this, and that. Those are the people who make the real change because the thing that's driving them, their why, if you want to use that example, is stronger because they've had failure, 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 all the way down to the bottom. And they don't want to fail anymore. Like I'm never going to be, let's say you're 300 pounds. This is as heavy as I'm ever going to be. That's their rock bottom. And they just start coming down from there. So on your, I don't, I don't think you've reached that rock bottom place. Cause I don't think you've, whatever you're dealing with, it hasn't gotten to that critical mass point. So in your case, yeah, maybe you can just change roads and get better. But for those really big, significant, like people who get born again at 45 and I'm going to do like, I think that's something happens that pushes them to that point. And they say, I'm not doing this anymore. And that's when they start making a real change. That's just my theory. Yeah, no, and, and I, you, there is a lot of, of value in what you, you're saying, and it's certainly been proven by, you know, so many, so many cases and so many people of, of exactly that, that they hit that rock bottom, and then that's really when they, when they're able to, to go up, and I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, but I'm wondering to myself is like, well, is it, is it necessary for me in this case, if I'm, if I'm self-aware enough, like, can we become 
self-aware enough to where we don't have to let it go so that we can create a more valuable why that isn't based on being so dissatisfied mm. you know like yeah. because ultimately i think if if you could make your why stronger than the pain of being in the depths you don't need to get to the depths sure. but that's what that's what creates the platform from which the why is born right right but right. is that what's needed or if you can really identify like something else to fuel you, maybe you won't need to get to those, well, you, those you, super, super low points. You touched on, I think the biggest variable in all this is self-aware. Yeah. I think people have to be hit rock bottom because they're not self-aware. Yeah, no and then that makes them self-aware. There you go. The rock bottom is a self-awareness point. You don't believe you have a drinking problem until you have a drinking problem. But yeah. Everybody else knows that you don't believe you're, you know, serial dater until someone's like, you've had 30 girlfriends this year. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you don't, but, you don't, but you don't know at 22. How do you even do that? <laughs> it's not hard. It's not, it's not hard. It depends on how much money you have. <laughs> it depends on how much money you have. But what I'm saying is. You have to be able to sustain them. It doesn't. But it's not important. <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting to that right now. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. What I'm saying is because you're aware enough to be asked a question, then no, you shouldn't hit rock bottom because that would mean that you're knowingly hitting rock bottom, which is ridiculous. Why would you let yourself hit the depths? If you know, again, school's easy. We all went to school. If you have a 70 in the class, you have a C minus, you know I need a C to graduate. You don't let your grade drop to a 60 and then try to bring it back up to a 70. Once you have a yeah. 70, you say, wait a minute, I can't drop lower than this. Teach. Let me do some extra credit. Let me push it to a 72. Give me a little bit of cushion. You don't let it drop to a 58. It's like, oh, crap. I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta get A on my final again. Like, that doesn't make any sense. There's people who are like, I'm smart. I got it. And then a grade drops to a D and it's like, oh, I overestimated my abilities or I need to study more because they weren't aware of their situation. You seem to be aware, at least you're speaking awareness. So I don't know why you would ever hit rock bottom unless there's a blind spot that you know that's happening and then you're drifting to the bottom of whatever that blind spot is. And then when I hit rock, his rock bottom, your other self-awareness will kick in and be like, I should have noticed that was a blind spot. Didn't occur to me, didn't ask the right questions, wasn't connected to the right people. Now let me bring that part of myself up. Hmm. Yeah, I, you, you bring up a, through that another point too that, that it, I think is super important, which is, that's some people innately i think maybe from how they were raised or maybe just how they think they're like pretty self-aware from the get-go mm -hmm. you know um but that doesn't mean that once you're self-aware it's like in school like once you graduate you get this degree and you have that forever right. you know you have this paper so you only achieve it once and like you're set for life because you have that degree right. um I don't think it works that way with anything to do with like personal, like self-awareness. It's, it, sure. it's something that I'm realizing more and more. It's like a daily moment to moment thing that unless you are doing on purpose, it's, you don't just achieve it. And then you're, you're like good to right. go. You know? <laughs> Made it. Woo. Yeah. Self-aware baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's maybe per perhaps it's in those moments where you're not being so conscious about it, 
and then you lose that self-awareness so you go do 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 and then you're at that d you know you didn't notice the b or the c and then you're at that d and then that's when you wake up and you're like ah but there are a lot of self-aware people that that happens to you know like um so so yeah that's (laughs) i they should teach that in school how to how to be self-aware how to like know yourself and think and that yeah they have listen they have they have those courses this has been around for hundreds of years but you have to be willing to seek it out like there's knowledge on basically every topic you want to know about so if you don't know how to make a cheesecake guess what unlimited cookbooks and cheesecakes and youtube videos like and there's some people who naturally have a good palate they're like needs more paprika like they got that but some people are like (laughs) cheesecake with paprika come on no i'm not i'm saying i said i said palate and then i said cheesecake listen i make cheesecake and i use paprika i know where they go okay (laughs) don't try to to put me out here like i don't know what i'm doing people know check my gram i made a cheesecake two weeks ago Listen, man, strawberry cheesecake from scratch, including the crust. I'm not bragging. You know what I do. Anywho, what I'm saying is, whatever you want to know, there's it's there. But yeah. you have to want to know more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't want to know something, even if someone tells it to you, you won't receive it. We all have friends that have been in relationships because I bring everything bad relationships that are in bad relationships. You're like, hey, I don't like your partner. And they'll defend, obviously, non-defendable behavior like oh you know he treats me this way but it's okay or yeah she's not a bad person and then when they break up they just reaffirm everything that everyone else told him like yeah y'all were right she wasn't good for me she was stealing money you were right he wasn't a good guy everyone else sees it but if you don't want to see it you won't see it if you don't seek knowledge most people won't get knowledge and so the idea that someone was telling me recently oh i wish i would have known about love languages i'm like yeah those books came out three, four, five hundred years ago. It's like, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't in available. In a different form, but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't available to be had. It's, mm-hmm. But that came from a desire to learn more about the opposite sex. And that led to, they weren't looking for love languages. Let me find love languages. Ooh, access service. Like, it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was, I want to know more about their psyche. That's why women shouldn't read Cosmo, because they don't talk to guys. But they don't know anything. They don't know anything about us. A hundred ways to please your man. No guys are part of this room. Like, um, there's <laughs> nine ladies in there talking about oh, uh, football. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> but they don't know us. So if you use those tactics, it's not going to work on us because yeah. it's not for us. It's right. your pers- so. Yeah, I think you're right. There are textbooks though. It's just people are either oblivious or they're knowingly going in a bad direction. And that's maybe more sad to be an oblivious. Yes, absolutely. I would, yeah. (laughs) 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 I feel like, no, you're fucking uh, screwing up and you you just keep going in that direction. Then it's it's definitely more. I'll do it at some point and that's okay to like, where we are is where we are, so. How do we get from where we are to, to what we want, where we want to go? Well, listen, this is a good segue because I've been doing this for a little bit now. Where you want to go is <laughs> part of your YouTube channel and what you're attempting to build. So why don't you give us a little bit of more 
sorry, a little bit more, a little bit more information about what the channel is, how to find it, and what was the inspiration to starting it? Uh, well, the inspiration for Primal Instinct, which is where I hope to take everything ultimately, is that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like it really is a, a foundational principle, I would say, of my life and how I want to operate as a human being. Uh, so I, I started to think of what I like to do. And, you know, I'm very into fitness and, yep. um, you know, achieving my physique goals and also building my health. And it is one of the main things that we all have control over is what we put into our body, how we move our body, how we think. So I like to be very intentional about that. And I want to help people become very intentional about that, which is why I started off with what I believe is one of the most powerful tools uh, within the nutrition. And that is flexible dieting. Okay. Tell us more about it's a, it's it's just an extremely intentional way of eating according to your body, your goals, and it you can constantly adjust it to however you know whatever you want to do with your physique, your health, anything you can adjust it accordingly. And when you gain that kind of control for yourself, where you can be like, oh well, you know, I want to accomplish this with my body. And I know what to do with the food I eat. I know what to do with how I move my, my body and how I develop this, the, whatever physique that you're trying to develop. Yeah. Suddenly, you feel more control in all other areas of your life. And gotcha. suddenly, it, it, it really like, again, it trickles down into everything else that you do. So I, I want to help people become self-aware and, and figure out what to do with all the information because we're given a ton of information, but it's like, how does it apply to me? How do I use it? Right. And that's really what I want to want to do with my YouTube, with my blog. It's like, here are some really good tools, but you probably shouldn't apply them the same way that I'm doing. You know, I feel like I'm like in a scary movie because it got so. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 dark right now. Um, I'm letting you ride because you were right in the middle of your bag, and I was like, I'm gonna let her talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> like because you were saying some profound stuff, but it also was very late at night. It was dark. <laughs> it got dark. I was like, it was a rough one. Yeah, it's like I had so much natural light before that I was like, oh, this is nice. I'll just leave this on, and then I didn't think to turn on a light. I thought you were uh, for dramatic effect. I was like, oh, it's just because like when it's dark, you kind of you have to focus your eyes more. So I thought you were like focus on the words I'm saying. And I was like, that's clever. It's weird. <laughs> it's awkward. No, it was totally it. unintentional. But, um, but yeah, so, so that's really what I want to help people do is learn how to be self-aware enough of what they want and how what they're doing is affecting their path to getting there and then what do you do about it so that you can continue to make progress and a lot of, i think a lot of people especially now even like especially in this time we feel out of control in so many areas of our life outside of us sure that if we at least have 
that ability within ourselves to just feel like, okay, I have some clarity within myself at least. Mm-hmm. I can choose what I'm, I'm putting in mentally and nutritionally. And then you, you suddenly just feel better, you know? Right. So on a, on a like micro level, it is to achieve your, your physique, fitness, health goals, but on the macro level, which has to do a lot with macros, but it, it, that's, that's <laughs> it a, sometimes it writes itself. You can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it really is more about being intentionally you and creating what you want in your life and creating that by starting with the things that you can definitely a hundred percent control. Cool. Where can people find you? uh on youtube at primal instinct and spell that out for the people who uh have not talked to people and can't spell sure yeah (laughs) prime p-r-i-m-e all a-l-l instinct i-n-s-t-i-n-c-t dot com that is my blog or same thing for youtube and uh yeah my instagram's on there too like it so we're gonna wrap up do you have anything you want to you just did your plug, so we got that. Uh, anything you want to say to the people? Like any, sometimes I leave like little wisdoms that people can take into their lives. Sometimes I say absolutely nothing and let them live where they are. But I want to give you the opportunity to say your kind of last thoughts. I'll chime in and then we'll shut it down. Uh, I guess the last thought would be give yourself the opportunity to get to know yourself because you might find out that you're actually someone really pleasant to be with. That's better than what I had. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's better than what I had. I was like, she left with a good one. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up and be like, yeah, guys, just stay inside and wash your hands. I, I, I really didn't think you were going to go that hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't ready. All right, go, I'll be go home. No, it's... <laughs> That's not it. I'm not going to do that. That's you, 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 you had it at such a high level and you brought it down. <laughs> Sometimes just leave success alone. It's okay to just be all right for a second. It's like you were at the top and you were riding high. You said, now nah, I'm taking this down to the middle. Like, all right, fair. That's how you live your life, I guess. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sign off the recording, but you can stay on the call. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the unofficial therapy podcast. Maria, thank you for being here. You dropped a lot of, gems and knowledge frankly i need to look in the mirror and find out who i am chris may not even be my real name i need to figure (laughs) out who i am um tune in guys to the next episode uh keep following the quarantine series this has been going well so far we've had you're my sixth i think quarantine person so this has been we've been putting content out for the people but tell your friends we're on spotify and the podcast that we're on both platforms out there you can't You can't tell me you can't find it now. Unofficial Therapy Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening and stay safe.